0: Good morning,
1: good morning, good afternoon, welcome to the BS show, I can't even get three words in, how funny, welcome everybody to Living Well on FM. we're off and running so today, and today, it on well, if you're today it's um, Friday, April the seventeenth, and if you're listening in the future, you could just pretend it's Friday the seventeenth or any day you want it to be. And whenever you're listening now or in the future, thank you for joining us and contributing to the conversation today. We are so excited to have you here. And my
0: <laughs> uh, my name
1: is Keisha Clark. <laughs> Maybe I have a different name today. <clears throat> The Oh, I won't play with that. Um, and so for the next hour, <laughs> if you so desire, I, along with my very special uh, guest and co-host today, will be your empowerment agent, and today we're going to be empowering you to let go of some of the bullshit, which we often call truth, which <laughs> today's topic is it's the ultimate bullshit, so I don't know if any of you have ever had someone... Uh, tell you their truth or if you've ever been compelled to share your truth with someone or others. Um, Sometimes it just feels like you need to go run for showers afterwards. And um, so today Rioja Fortner is back for a second conversation with me. Yay, Rioja! Hello. And if any of you don't know her already, she is a a fellow host here on Ada Zen, and she's also now a fellow producer because I've recently joined the crew to produce here at Ada Zen. Woohoo! And how did I get so lucky (laughs) to play with such phenomenal, amazing, potent creator beings with Rioja and Carol and Christine? And oh my goodness, we have a blast. So. And someday we'll do, we'll get our reality series out about the five-minute prep uh, phase. Because if you guys come into the chat room and hear us the five minutes before the show, it's the best therapy ever. We laugh like nobody's business. And um, if you're not already in the chat room with us, please join us. If you click on over to fm forward slash chat room, it'll take you straight to the screen where you can give yourself a name or you can tell us your real name and click on in and join us in real time. And you can pop your questions, your comments, your awarenesses, or whatever may come up for you into the chat room. And you can be in your PJs or, you know, it's it's a dress-optional area. So um, it should make it a little easy to play. So welcome, everybody.
2: <laughs> and welcome, Rioja. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for having me on again. <laughs> I had so much fun with you last time, and we've already started the show off, like, not even being able to talk. We've been laughing so much. <laughs> I know.
1: I wonder if that's like part of laughter yoga. We're just, we're we're like doing multitasking. We're doing yoga.
2: And And we're we're working our abs, too, because laughter really gets those abs going. Yes, I love that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> now, I know as a formality, if you want to tell folks just a little bit about you, Rio, I know you're fabulous. So um, I know <laughs> you're a master and mistress of many things. But
2: would you like to share anything in particular with our listeners? Well, <laughs> sure. My name is Rioa, and that's spelled R I O H A. And I am fabulous because I don't judge myself. Yay! <laughs> At least most of the time, I don't. And when I do, I don't judge myself for my, judging myself, because what if consciousness includes even judging yourself, right? And so when you do, you can just be like, oh, I don't have to do that anymore. Um, and I think that's one of the, my keys, um, my keys to happiness. Um, I am a access consciousness facilitator um, and a body process facilitator. I also am, an NLP trainer and master practitioner. Um, although I don't tend to use it, I also am, am a Reiki master and have studied lots and lots of other modalities that at different times have been really useful to me. I feel like I've got this big, amazing toolbox, and I dig through it for what I need. And when I don't need a tool, I just leave it in there. But. Um, I think one of the things I like about me is I don't make any of the tools that aren't useful for me in that moment wrong either. Like nice. some things were really useful for me at some points in my life, and then later points in my life, you know, they don't work as well. So I just leave them in the toolbox, but I don't, I don't be like, ooh, that modality or that thing is now wrong because I don't need it in this moment or I am yeah. no longer using it, because I think, I think it's all useful, and I think one of the things. And and, um, I think this kind of ties into the truth, as bullshit thing. One of the things is we've decided something, this tool is truth. Mm -hmm. And then later on, it no longer works for us. So now Mm -hmm. what do we do with it? Because we gave it this, we define this as this tool is the truth. Only now it doesn't work so well. So now, in order to reconcile in myself so that I don't have to be wrong, I now have to make this tool wrong and anyone practicing this tool wrong. Mm-hmm. Because that's the only way I can justify it within my own mind that I don't want to use it anymore since I made it the truth in the past. So now I have to make it a lie. Well, Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. So we do that with relationships. We do that with a lot of things. And what if instead we could be like, wow, in this 10 seconds, this tool's mm-hmm. really used for me. Right now, it's true that this is working for me. <laughs> and I'm open to the fact that maybe tomorrow I will use a different tool and this one won't yeah. be as useful. Yes. And, and, um, what if you don't ever have to make anything or anyone wrong in order to choose something different? And what Um, if that's part of not making anything the truth? Another, you know? (laughs) That makes me happy. (laughs) There there was such
1: a freedom that I just, well, that just opened up in my universe the first time we talked about this uh, notion of the difference between truth and what is true for you. And for anyone who... Is maybe a little unfamiliar with this idea or this um, the way of uh, this point of view, this perspective. Um, <clears throat> we both, uh, as Rioja said, she is a certified facilitator with Access Consciousness, and I am a practitioner of Access Consciousness in my everyday life, and um, as is Rioja as well.
2: And one of the no, I can I just facilitate. I don't actually use it for myself right? at all.
1: I uh,
2: <laughs> I'm just a preacher, not a practitioner. Right. <laughs>
1: And in Access Consciousness, who was founded by Gary Douglas and is co-created by Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here, um, there's a whole lot of fabulous things to say about access, and you can go to accessconsciousness.com if you want to find out some more about that, if you haven't already done that. Um, But one of the things we talk about is what is true for you in this 10 seconds, rather than having a truth. And a truth, actually, when we make it a truth, becomes something fixed and impermeable and structured, and and then you get into defending it for it or against it, as Rioja was mentioning just a few minutes ago. And it's, there was so much more freedom for me when exactly what you were saying, I can choose, oh, this applies to me right now with what I'm doing, with who I'm being, with where I am, and what I'm working through. Or, okay, let's put that one back in the box. And I love that you talk about it in terms of a toolbox. Um we, have, we do, we get this notion that, oh, well, if I'm not using it, it, I have to throw it out. And what if you don't have to throw it out? What if you could just be present with, oh, yeah, that, that jibes for me right now, or, oh, that doesn't really resonate for me right now, and how does it get better than that? And what yeah. what is uh, I'm curious. What are some of the truths that uh, that you were given, Rioja? <laughs> that you maybe came to the awareness in your life that maybe that that was not what was true for you.
2: Oh gosh, um. <clears throat> I don't think I don't think <laughs> any have of them one were. Awesome. I don't think they were really stated. I don't think my, my parents were ever like, this is the truth. They had very strong opinions mm-hmm. about things, and but we, we mm-hmm. did actually even, we did have a lot of dialogue, but some of the stuff that, that I came away with was, and I think the one that's been, I've been the most at the effect of probably is, um, is that blo- uh, blood is thicker than water. That's just <laughs> the truth. Like mm-hmm. your family, like you, family is everything, and um there you There are no choices when it comes to family. you just have their back and um you you do whatever and I spent years like um and years, years, years like giving to my family in a way that um I guess really didn't work for me and really probably didn't work for them because it wasn't ever reciprocated. Mm-hmm. I know that they care about me and um for the most part, my family they really would like to see me succeed and be what I am but the way I did family wasn't the way they did family, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I would walk away feeling like hurt and kind of betrayed, or different things because it was supposed to be the way I like. They were supposed to be do it the way I did it, based mm-hmm. on what I my understanding of this thing we never talked about, <laughs> <laughs> which was blood is thicker than water, right? <laughs> and we wonder why we're confused, <laughs> right? And so now, um. Like, uh, and over the years, I, um, as I became, you know, studied more and got healthier and healthier and, and stepped more and more into who I am and not based on other people's ideas of who I should be, um, mm. that slowly started to change. And like, it was just an automatic that I would like send out Christmas gifts. And, but I was the only one who did that. <laughs> <laughs> and so one, one year it was like, do I really want to do this? Do mm. I, is this fun for me? And I was like, you know, actually, yes, it is. And that was the first time it became a choice. And mm-hmm. guess what? I still sent out Christmas gifts, but there was much more joy in it than it had been in the past. Because in the past, it had been this obligation. Because that's how what I would have liked to receive yeah. is that is is love in that form or family in that form. And when I and oh gosh, this was years ago. And then one year, um, I was like, oh, you know, I don't really have the funds or the means, or and I, it's not fun for me this year. I'm not going to do it. Cool. And then so each year it becomes a is this something I want to do this year? And some years it's just something I send to the kids
3: mm-hmm. and other
2: years it, it, I will make a donation to a charity because that's what's fun, in everyone's name. I and so that. it's become a choice rather than this obligation or this is what family looks like. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, one of my family members and I are, are estranged to put it
3: mm-hmm.
2: mildly. Mm-hmm. And, um, she, She thinks I'm the most selfish, self-centered person that she's ever met. She can't stand me. She wants nothing else to do with me ever again. And I'm really okay with that because I remember when I first started getting uh, healthy. uh, No, I'd been healthy for a while. When I first started getting access, one of the things she said to me, because I was no longer allowing anyone to manipulate me unless I wanted to be manipulated. (laughs) I liked you so much better before you started using access. Mhm and because I didn't I was no longer willing to play the game, the same games, you know mm-hmm. and that's changed for me yeah. and and so um that truth really tied me down in a lot of areas in really subtle, insidious ways, that truth that yeah. you know blood is thicker than water and and I think I think for me, the key to changing anything is to just recognize that's where I'm operating from, and then then I can be in choice. Oh, is this what? Do I want to continue this behavior? Do I want to continue being here or not? Yeah, I love that
1: you and Lily's chiming in here. I love (laughs) that you brought this one up first. Um, I actually uh, went on real quick and I looked up the etymology of the word truth as a as a noun. It says um, it comes from it's Old English. From the root, which is spelled in a way I won't even try to tell you over the radio, um, but it, it's the root of it deals with faith and faithfulness and fidelity and loyalty, quality of being true or a pledge or covenant. So it's very interesting all of the, the energies that that are within the energy of that word of truth and true and truthful. And family is one of our biggest. when it comes to being true, what truth is, and because, you know, how many of us, when we were little, got in trouble because we didn't tell the truth, and we were said, you better tell the truth or you're going to be punished, I mean, in various ways and forms, but so truth was like this, I don't know, in part, (laughs) it was a big mystery, it's like, well, what is the truth? And then in other times, it was like truth had to be something you revealed, whether you Told the truth about something you did or why you did it, which I don't know if anybody else has. But when when I would get the question "Why did you do that?", I never had an answer.
2: <laughs> yeah. And maybe because it, it it seemed like a good idea at the time, or because it was fun, you usually got a smack. Yes,
1: <laughs> right, exactly. They
2: thought you were being a smartass, but it was like, I was just in the moment. <laughs>
3: i didn't like the right
2: thing to do then. That didn't. Now, fly okay, very well. I did it because I'm a horrible, <laughs> evil, no good, very bad person. Exactly. Is that what you
1: wanted to hear? Because that's really okay. the truth, right? <laughs> right? So, so wow. I I also <laughs> went online and I I just kind of was having fun. I googled, you know, some some things around like what truth was. And one of the things that came up, let's see what the title of this article. Life truths. Seventeen universal truths. We all know that term. That we all share. <laughs> And um, I kind of scrolled through and I thought it was interesting because one of the points that they say is happiness is a fleeting feeling. And that there's oh, a we all know that. <coughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> there's a common misconception that happiness is a consistent state of being that might last for hours, and truth is that happiness is a fleeting emotion. Now, isn't that an interesting point of view?
2: Yes, yes. And now we're all supposed to buy it because somebody put it down and wrote it down. And exactly. made a little paper. And you can find it out on the, the Internet.
1: The right. Yeah. And everything yeah. on
2: the Internet is true because Abraham Lincoln said so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: After he chopped down the cherry tree, right? Right.
2: And told the truth about it to his mother, you know, and
1: father. And oh Mindy. my gosh! And yes, for any of you who are wondering if we know our history, I was intentionally making a joke to,
2: the, to that reference. Yeah, and Mork and Mindy really were George Washington's mom and dad. I promise. Lincoln wasn't yet around when the internet was. Right. But it said, but I but I read that on the internet. That he I think somebody that. channeled him in the you
1: know yeah, helping to develop the internet. Right. <laughs> oh, and here's
2: Lincoln's another one. This is not the show for people who don't get um, weird senses of humor right. or sarcasm. <laughs> if you have a hard time with sarcasm, you should probably just shut it off right now. Just saying.
1: Because <laughs> we have broken out the muckrakes, folks. So come on. <laughs> If
2: you're you're a muggle, you don't want to listen to (laughs) this That would
1: be (laughs) a truth. And now this one is another interesting one. Someone close to you will let you down. And and I thought this was kind of fun. Sadly, disappointment is an intrinsic part of life. Yep, another life truth for all of us. And I was like, whoa. (laughs)
2: Well, okay, I just have to point out, the reason they let us down is because we had a truth about them, and they live up to that expectation that we have put on them that they might not even know. So, wow. Aren't we clever? Yeah. yeah. We're going we're gonna to create everyone in our life disappointing us because we're going to put all these expectations and judgments on them, and then when they don't meet them, then it's their fault. <laughs> but we're not going to tell them. Because they're supposed to read our minds.
1: Exactly. Because that's another right. truth. You should be able right. to know this, right?
2: Because Keisha, you should know exactly what I'm going to say next and totally prep. Totally. Yeah. So that my, I sound brilliant since I'm your guest. <laughs> that's your job.
3: I, you I are think brilliant. I, I could,
2: that is true. I truth think truth of you. I forgot to tell you that your job is to make me seem as brilliant as possible. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. I'm only psychic
1: on Fridays <laughs> between 3 and 4, so we've missed our window just a little. Oh, <laughs> <damn>. <laughs>
2: It's very Truth. interesting. Truth be told. <laughs> Truth be told, I am fantastic. I am a legend in my own mind. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I second that. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, now this here's is not fun.
1: No, oh, this I'm is fun. I'm having a time. blast.
2: We could do like a <laughs> review
1: the news kind of show, and that would be so much fun. Okay, here's an. This, I wonder who will find this one an interesting point of view. Ignorant parenting causes a lot of trouble in the world. This is a truth, people.
2: <laughs> and and what you know? What else is a truth? If ignorance is bliss, tis folly to you oh, all. Oh, I I think I could probably go with that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so for anybody who's wondering, what the heck are we talking about with all this truth business? <laughs> It's very interesting to me, uh, part of this topic, uh, inspiration for this topic came from a previous conversation Rioja and I had, and we were talking about who wants to play nice. And as a part of that discussion, we touched on what was really true for us in the moment when we were with people, another person, with ourselves, doing something at an event, in a group, uh, presenting information or, or being a part of an audience um, and one of the things that uh, and for anybody who didn't see that who didn't hear that show you can of course find it in the archives if you go to the archive page uh, for my shows uh, that's Living Well and um, what was uh, one of the interesting points we were playing with was that night does not really mean what most people think it means it's actually making yourself foolish or stupid in the traditional sense of the word Um <clears throat> And then over the eons, it's been the, the meaning of the word or the references of the word have been changed, and and it's interesting with the word truth. I, I also see a similar um, kind of pattern with that word energetically over the ages that it's been made to mean something that you have to hold as absolute. And for me, truth has never been something absolute. Um, so. I know there's lots of spiritual truths we refer to, and there's also a lot of talk in certain communities about living your truth and um, sharing your truth. And so we're going to talk some more about this. We have a break to go to, um, <clears throat> but I, I have a sense that there's a whole lot more can, we can play with around truth and what is true for you in this 10 seconds. And you are listening to Living Well on FM. We will be right back.
0: Have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life? What if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life? And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark, Empowerment Agent, and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm.
4: What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change.
0: How much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent now for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions in the US 815 880 in Canada. At 613-800-8736. In the UK, at 033-0001-0625. By Skype at A2Zen.fm. Or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com. Now back to our show.
1: (laughs) Welcome to the next segment of Living Well, here on a to Zen. FM, I am your host, Keisha Clark, and today I am having a fabulously, truly wonderful time. Ms. Rioja Fortner, <laughs> we are talking about truth, the ultimate bullshit. So, you know, that's kind of a fun word to say. Bullshit. You bullshit. are just bullshitting me. <laughs> yeah. And how many of us actually have that awareness when someone is dousing us with their truth?
2: <laughs> Do you notice that someone says... I just want to tell you what's my truth. And inside everything, if you go, oh, here comes the bullshit. Mm-hmm, yeah.
3: mm-hmm. You know, like, it's
2: just like, you know, and, and sometimes there's some truth and there's things that are true in that,
3: mm-hmm. but
2: usually it's so covered in so much poo
3: mm-hmm. that
2: trying to figure out what's real in it's just like way too much work.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and really, is that our job?
1: How no. many of us think that that's our job? Oh, if I'm your friend and if I really care about you, I, I will take on the responsibility of deciphering all this, you know, finding the one fleck of gold in the bullshit to right. take to market. And, and for how many of us do we drive ourselves insane trying to do this?
2: Right, especially because life? you know. Again, the truth is, you know what? Like all the definitions, in in a lot of ways, I think you could say our truth becomes all the things we defined, and 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 all the conclusions and justifications we have for our behaviors, or friends, or or to kind of navigate. We use these as little milestones and little cornerstones,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, because. Let's face it. We didn't come with a book that told us this is how you live life, and <laughs> and so we start creating these little these truths for ourselves to help us navigate. And and mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with that until mm-hmm. we until they don't work.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: for most most people, um, and and if you look at art, you have to just look at religion and politics to see this. Most people <laughs> don't have the fluidity of thought or the awareness enough. That they can look yeah. at them and say, hey, this isn't working for me anymore. What yeah. else? What yeah. else can I choose? Can I change this cornerstone out and, and, and create something different? Because, one, they've been told and thought so long that this is what's true. That
3: mm-hmm.
2: it shakes their very foundation because they've made it a cornerstone. Yeah. That if, you, if they were to let go of that, who and what would they be? Yeah. And, and, and that's so many- scary.
1: It is. And and part of what I notice and am aware of that contributes to that or that it goes into setting that up is that so many of us have been raised with this notion of either or, which we refer to mm-hmm. as polarity. And it's yeah. like, well, if I give up this truth or if this isn't true for me, the opposite of it has to be is the thought process that goes on for a lot of people. And it's like, well, well, no, if you if you don't like <clears throat> pizza, it doesn't mean you have to eat Cantaloupes for the rest of your life.
2: Right. And one of my favorite, one of, there's this game called Either Or. It's one of my favorite, oh, favorite I love games. That. And, it, and it shows absurdity of what we do with either or.
3: Mm-hmm. It, or,
2: or. Or would you rather is really what the game is. It's like, would you rather have ah. toothpicks holding your eyes up or lick someone's butthole? You know, and it's these, it's these horrible things you come up with that are not even slightly related, but you have to pick one. And, it, you know, would you rather this or that? And it's really that either exactly. or thing, but it shows how stupid that either yeah. or is. And I remember once, you know, somebody asked me if I wanted ice cream or a cookie when I was a little girl, and I was like, well, both. Exactly. And the look I got was like, well, you greedy little thing, you yeah. know, like, yeah. I, I not want like, and a
1: four-year-old that question. People, come on!
2: I want it. I want it all. And why exactly. can't I? <laughs> Cause exactly. Then, you know, there's all these. Cause the truth is, you can the have truth it all. Is, <laughs> well, according to their truth, that means you're you're greedy or spoiled or uh-huh. right uh-huh. or you're going to get fat. You know, all uh-huh. these truths they put on if you like, and that's how you know. That's how those yummy – Ice cream sandwiches came to be is because mm-hmm. I wanted both. You know? <laughs> it's all my fault. Blame me for ice cream sandwiches. Right. I love ice cream sandwiches. And <laughs> we
1: have a few things that popping in the chat room. Thank you, chat roomers. Um, so let's I'm going to go back here just a little bit yeah, yeah. and find. Um, so we have, could you maybe speak a bit about what it does to us when we stuff our truths down to placate others? And I'm going to read all of these because I get that there's a, some ways that we can play into all these. There's a few questions mm-hmm. here. So Also, how can you tell <clears throat> if they really are speaking their truth or someone else's? This is when someone's sharing their truth with us. And then how do I speak my truth without feeling like I'm trying to stuff it down someone's throat Instead of swallowing theirs, Or <laughs> trying to convince them that mine's more right. Those are fantastic questions, and thank like you for this. I to address
2: the second one just really quickly.
1: Run with it, hon.
2: Um, what if it's none of your business? <laughs> How can you tell if they're really speaking their truth or someone else's? What if you didn't make it your business?
3: Hmm. Is,
2: that, is that light or heavy for you? Hmm. Like, What if what's going on in them isn't your concern? Mm. and that, and, and really just let them have that. Because mm-hmm. you are, we, you're going into your head then, right?
3: Mm-hmm. And when we
2: go into our head, we're trying to figure it out. And we're trying to figure it out. We're not really being present with them.
3: Yeah.
2: And, and what if you could be with someone and just be really present with them, even when they were speaking their truth, and that presence with them, that really being in space with them was an invitation for them mm-hmm. to be present with you, and mm-hmm. it wouldn't matter what's coming out of their mouth. Yeah. So
1: that's and just... this is a perfect moment. <clears throat> Thank you for that segue, Ms. Rioja. Um, there is a tool. There's a, there's a number of tools. One of the tools that I have found to be immensely, uh, amazingly f- supportive and, and productive and effective, for me, is a question that we use. This does also come from Access Consciousness. And it is interesting point of view. And we use this in a few different ways. And a lot of folks, myself included, um, when we're first playing with that question or that statement, We kind of tend to use it as more of a dagger than an actual tool, and we sort of tend to fling it at some other folks when they're telling their truth or spouting their philosophy. Um, It's not really – you can apply it that way, certainly. You can play with that. I did. I had my time that I was, well, interesting point of view. You have that point of view, honey. And that was really not the most productive application of that tool. It's really about getting to the space of being present as Ryoha was saying, and and really being in allowance of whatever this person is saying, wherever they are in that moment that they're having a conversation with you. Because we really, in part, one of the things is we don't know where this person is coming from. We don't know if they just had a crappy morning and they're a little bit ticked off and everything, you know, their threshold for, for being triggered is mighty, mighty low. Or if maybe they just really prefer to have some of these interesting points of view that they have, it makes them feel better, or at least it gives them the illusion that they feel better. And and as Rioja said, is that really any of our business? Is it really any of my business? If Rioja had, you know, a fantastic morning or a challenging morning and whatever that contributed to where she is when we sit down to have a conversation, what is it going to be the most, the greatest contribution that I bring to the conversation? Would it be for me to have, uh, hold on to my points of view about what her points of view are? Or would it be perhaps for me to be an allowance of her points of view and, and just to have that sense of, oh, wow, that is an interesting point of view? <laughs>
2: yeah. And, and, it, and it all an interesting point off. of view is, an interesting point of view is a judgment, but it's your willingness to look at it. Interesting mm-hmm. point of view takes it out of this is solid to, mm-hmm. oh, let me, interesting. Yeah, oh, that's mm-hmm. interesting. Let me look at that. Yes. And I think that kind of leads into how do I speak my truth without feeling yeah. I'm trying to step it down. What if what if you allowed yourself just to know what your truth is without any need to speak it? Now, mm-hmm. I'm a talker, obviously, <laughs> and sometimes the best gift I can give to the person in front of me is to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. Because if you can be fully present with someone, you are going to be aware of mm-hmm. whether or not they can even hear you.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: if they can receive anything you're saying. Yeah. Um. And it's not about, and that kind of leads back up, it's not about stuffing anything. It's about, I, I kind of think of this, there's this passage, don't cast your pearls before swine from the Bible.
3: Mm-hmm. I kind of,
2: a lot of times, say, speaking what's real and true for you when someone can't receive it.
3: Yeah.
2: And and in that moment, is kind of like casting pearls before swine. Those are things that are precious to you. And mm-hmm. um, you're giving them to someone who doesn't know what to do with them. Yeah. And so, what if silence is the best you could give to yourself. And just being aware of when speaking is, a, is just going to create some lovely, yummy, bubbly laughter or connection or whatever it is that, that, that you desire. And when speaking is going to create the opposite. And just realizing and playing with that. Because I think sometimes when we really want to speak our truth, sometimes for me it comes from the place of wanting to prove
1: that's what i was or
2: yeah. wanting to um show how smart i am or mm-hmm. wanting to get acknowledgement mm-hmm. and sometimes the toughest thing i have to do is realize wow i'm looking for something here
3: yeah from
2: this other person yeah. and this isn't about truly having a gifting and receiving of thoughts here yeah. this is about me showing something that i know or proving that i know yeah and yeah. especially around people that um i'm trying to impress or I, I I know that they don't. They have a different perspective of me than who I really am. That mm-hmm. tendency to want to do that comes out really big time. Oh, and I'm geez. learning. I'm <laughs> learning to just be quiet. Isn't and that, that amazing? That for me is such a gift to me. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's so are a beautiful. Are you willing to be quiet? Are you willing yes. to not speak what's true for you? If it's if it's a win-win for you and them. Yeah.
1: Oh, I love that. I love that point. It's And and really, it like takes this conversation or it takes the question of what is true to a whole, well, I'll say an expansion. It really expands that question. The energy I'm being with it or that it's being with me in the moment is what if being in your truth or with your truth is really about what is true for you? And as Yocha was saying, if being silent... In some moments, allows you to have what you know, your knowing, and honor you. Is that a greater contribution to you and in turn to the conversation or to the other person or to this group of people? Um,
2: I've been on. Oh, how often do we feel really heard? Yeah. Regardless of our point of view is right or wrong or good or bad. Like, seriously. Yeah. Regardless of your judgment or whatever, when's the last time you felt like someone really listened to you? And mm-hmm. really, like, even whether they understood or not, you got that sense that they got you because they were really listening. Mm-hmm. What, Even if someone's point of view is just crazy, you know, and <laughs> so not where you're at, mm-hmm. can you just get the energy of what it'd be like to really be there and listen? And yeah. and And I think that goes back to that first question was um what what it does to us when we stuff our truth down
3: mm-hmm.
2: you're not if you're just really truly being with someone and aware are you stuffing a truth or mm-hmm. are you using your awareness and if you are stuffing your truth, what questions can you ask to change the energy around that yeah. are you are you, do you are you trying to prove something are you trying to take a stand mm
3: hmm
2: you know, what's the motivation behind speaking your truth? Yes. And what if there's nothing wrong with placating others? What if you can agree to disagree and just say, wow, that's really interesting, without without needing, like, not from a space of placating, but awareness that, of what, when you speak, what it will create. And mm-hmm. there's a fine line there
3: mm-hmm. of
2: placate and being in awareness of what it's going to create.
1: Yes.
2: And, and that is a
1: muscle. With,
2: yes, and I don't have a very strong one. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> it I, is a muscle we develop. <laughs> and I'm I am working on that one. I'll tell yeah. you. I am cuz yeah. there are times where because I'm so not used to speaking my truth when I'm I'm working on that whole as we talked last week, not being nice all the time, right? Mhm. And so What I occasionally, luckily not, because I tend to use my awareness more than I don't use my awareness, um, I will like, oh, I'm trying to speak now, so not to be the nice girl, but this isn't really going to change the situation. It's just going to create more contention here. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: So because now I'm choosing not to speak out of a place of awareness, I'm not placating. But if I had chose to push back, now I'm in reaction. Mm
3: -hmm. Fine line.
2: You, you, mm-hmm. Can you sense the difference there?
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: you know what? It's okay to push and kind of find where those lines are for yourself. Oh, I've I've gotten a few people and a little few little rah rah rahs lately because I'm like I'm done being nice, and so <laughs> out comes the rah rah rah, and then I'm like, oh, that didn't work real well either. Okay, what else can I choose next time? I use it as as a way of just increasing my awareness and learning, right? It, yeah. But,
1: I have to say, it's
2: been kind of fun. Yeah. It was. It's it's a great, you know,
1: awareness is a big, 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 huge energy for me. One of the, the, probably the most profound aspect of what I get to play with using, now that I'm playing with the access tools, is how aware are we that we simply have never been encouraged or facilitated or even allowed to play with the question of the and i'm constantly amazed and fascinated at how aware we are that we simply have not been taught to to be aware of or acknowledge our awareness of many many things you know our bodies are bringing us information our our everything is is offering us information if we are willing to receive it. And so I am constantly fascinated. I'll be in a conversation, and I'll have some of that me kind of come up, and then I'm you know, away from it a few minutes later, and I get the awareness of, oh, what was I actually aware of? Was that me? Because how many of us go immediately into the wrongness of us if we say something? We might have that moment that we feel compelled to speak, and it may not be our finest moment or our finest, most profound little drop of wisdom that we that we impart to others. And so when we come away from it, we're like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And we're making ourselves wrong or feeling awkward or embarrassed. And, and often I get to this point, and it's more quickly now, thankfully, of what was I really aware of? Was that really mine? And that takes us to another question of who does this belong to? How many times are we having awareness that we're not acknowledging and that pressure that we might be feeling to speak or to run away from someone who's speaking their truth? How much of that is our awareness? And what else possible if we, again, be in the energy of what really honors me here and what creates greater in this conversation? What is the contribution that i can be and receive here um so play with that for just the, the energy of that question if you would we're going to go to another break you are listening to living well on A Z.fm. we will be back in a moment
0: have you begun to ask yourself what you truly desire to create in your life what if you being willing to embody abundant living was the key to your wealth and to creating greater in your life And what if that could also be the invitation for more people to be willing to embody abundant living? Would that be a contribution to you and your body, and to other people and their bodies? And might that also create more in the future? Join Keisha Clark, Empowerment Agent, and the host of Living Well Radio Show to discover, uncover, and crack open the wealth of possibilities you are every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm.
4: What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. The worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life?
0: How much of your life are you truly living? Are you creating your life in celebration of your strengths and capabilities? What would your life be like if you were choosing the abundance of possibilities of you now? Connect with Keisha Clark, your Living Well Empowerment Agent now, for a different perspective on creating the life you truly desire to be living. Call in with your questions. In the U.S., 815-880-8255. In Canada, at 613-800-8736. In the U.K., at 33 one 0625 by Skype at a2zen.fm or by emailing Keisha at livingwellnow at gmail.com. Now back to our show.
1: <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome to our next segment of Living Well on a2zen.fm. I am your host, Keisha Clark, and today I am talking to the most amazing Rioja Fortner, and that's the <laughs> truth. That's true. You a
2: bullshit artist, that one, I'll tell you. That girl, you got to watch out for her. Yeah, got to watch it.
1: And we've had some very cool stuff um, in the chat room. I love our chat room. Is our chat room the greatest or what?
3: Wow. Um,
1: uh, there, so there is this, uh, There's wow, the energy is like all over the place. Let's all take a breath. Okay. Whew, yeah. What is that we really desire to be? Choosing, creating, receiving, and having in this moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. there we go. So truth, um, I also wanted to just let folks know there is a fabulous tool using the word truth. And um, if you are having a conversation or if you are working with making some choices for you, um, we do have a tool in Access, and it is actually using the word truth before you ask a question Uh, to actually sort of, if you want to say, you could be spellcasting or you could be inviting what is true to make itself known to you. And so, um, and Gary Douglas talks about if you're a lawyer, don't use this. (laughs) Because, you know, you don't want to be winning your cases. Um, But if you're asking a question, just simply ask, truth. What is this? Or truth, and then state your question and see what the energy reveals. And it's a great tool. And I use it a lot with my body when I'm asking questions of myself as well. Truth, body, what is this? And it's sort of, I'm not going to explain it in a kind of quantum way. What I can tell you is the sensation I often have is it's like all of what is not true simply falls away in the blink of an eye. And what I've also discovered is one of the keys is, be an allowance of what energy is revealed and maybe go into your question, interesting point of view or, and who does that belong to? Um, so truth, what is this and what comes up for you? And, and then ask another question because it is the point of it is not to find quote unquote the truth and then make that fixed and permanent. It's simply to get information. Um, and we had an interesting thing going on in the chat room too. There was some uh, more feedback about the information we were talking about, um, having bringing up some uncomfortableness and having some things going on in in the body. And um, Rioja, what what is a question that comes up for you to play with for that?
2: So uh, one of the things um, with the uncomfortableness in the body, definitely, like, what is it? What are you aware of that you don't want to be aware of? Mm. You know, um, I notice I notice. for me, I tend to get um, sick and nauseous when I don't want to be aware of something. On the other hand, I also, when I've let go of something, I've been in classes where I've actually <laughs> um, thrown up throughout the entire class on and off. I have to keep excusing myself because so much change is happening, and I'm letting go of all these lies that I've bought mm-hmm. as truth. Mm-hmm. that um, I end up just – it's almost like my body's releasing all the things I've been holding to. So mm-hmm. it, can be, it can be a lot of things, but those are the two things um, I thought is, is there's something that you don't want to be aware of, and, and yeah. that nausea and stuff could be your body trying to say, hey, let's really look at this. But it could also yeah. be releasing a lot of stuff that you bought that's yeah. not yours, and you're finally like, okay, I'm purging this, like yeah. literally – and, and do isn't like, that thinking, often? yeah, yeah. Did our body
1: do that? And, and how many of us go into that space of, oh, something must be wrong with me? I mean, when you were having to excuse yourself to go and we don't think of throwing up as something good in most cases, right? <laughs> or something that's actually facilitating our body to, to create greater. Oftentimes that's made as a, oh, something's wrong with you. You've been poisoned. There's a toxicity your body's trying to eliminate. And in some cases that may be
2: true. And what if? You well, yeah, my body was limiting all the toxic beliefs exactly. that weren't working for me anymore. Yeah. And it kind of became a joke in the class. It's like, oh, there she goes again. <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder if your body was
1: facilitating how many other bodies in the uh, process of elimination
2: Yeah, and that's something I've, I've become very aware of lately. I, I actually mm-hmm. had um, I called into a Gary and Dane show because, I, I, as many of you know, I've, I've been having a lot of illness um basically since i it dawned on me, it started with when I started my radio show
3: mm-hmm. and
2: i have apparently i'm trying to be the mother choice of the entire universe and heal everybody with my body, so i've been taking an <laughs> illness so after nice. illness after illness because it's <laughs> Gary was like, oh no it 's not good enough just to heal the earth no <laughs> you've got to heal everybody in the entire universe so <laughs> I, uh, I have a loop loops of clearings that I uh, that I um, am playing and and clearing a lot of that out now. But it's it's like and what if I don't have to buy that as true and real? That is my job yes. to heal the entire universe. And if I was willing to let that go, what else could I create?
1: Oh, right? How amazing could that so, be? <laughs> yeah,
2: I I um one of the things that I really I really like to encourage people all the time is, you know, don't use your awarenesses as tools against yourself oh, please. as you realize what you've chosen in the past leave it there like wow mm-hmm. and just what if you could just ask wow I don't have to choose that anymore what if you could just say that to yourself
3: mm-hmm.
2: that's what I was choosing huh I don't have to do that anymore
3: mm-hmm. from a place
2: of curiosity even what else can I choose now I don't have to choose that anymore yeah and if you are continuing to choose those same things please don't make yourself wrong
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe uh, in in uh, NLP there's something called secondary gain. Mm-hmm. There's something you're getting from that, or you would choose something else. Yeah. And so sometimes you can look at what is it that I'm getting from this? What? And access we have a tool called what is it I love about this?
3: Yeah.
2: Um, sometimes that's really hard for people to swallow. So mm-hmm. <laughs> what I will use, I will pull. That's when I go in my toolbox and I pull out some NLP. Mm-hmm. When what I love about this just puts their walls up because sometimes I found that that does happen with people.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I say, in what 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 what's the secondary gain here? Yeah. And that it got a slightly different energy than what do you love about this because if someone can't look at it from that perspective, again, this is where you don't don't throw mm-hmm. any of your tools away. Keep them. They come. Mm-hmm. They're going to come in useful.
3: Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be
2: like, where what are you getting out of this? For example, a lot of smokers want to stop smoking, but the secondary gain one it, it's uh, sometimes that nicotine right? Yeah, yeah. But a lot of times, like, I don't smoke. And in fact, I have a, um, i I've got some allergies. And when I'm around smoking, it triggers them and it's pretty icky. Um, So I don't get to go socialize with my boyfriend and all the friends who either smoke or chew or whatever they're doing when they go outside.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: there's a secondary gain from smoking that there's this social aspect. And sometimes it's not the nicotine people can't get rid of. Sometimes it's the thing that where they don't feel like they can be in that social group anymore,
3: yeah, and
2: so when you can clear all the things around that, sometimes they can let go of the smoking yeah. so and the only reason I'm bringing up smoking is it's kind of a very it, it that's secondary game,
3: mm-hmm. they can
2: see all the ways that smoking may not be good for them,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but yeah. they can't really see what they're getting out of it other than the nicotine until you start exploring, and yeah. so are you willing to be aware of what you know about you? Are you willing to look at the things that some some would say your shadow parts or the things that make Mm -hmm. you uncomfortable? Mm
0: -hmm. Are you willing to
2: ask truth? It doesn't serve me anymore. What would it take to change this? And would you be willing to let go of all the things that you've decided, judged, concluded are true for you Yeah. and be in your knowing and realizing that could change every 10 seconds? Sometimes for me, I don't even know what I think or feel until I open my mouth and then I realize that I really don't think or feel that. Or that I do and that it's limping, and then I change it. Yes.
1: And it can change that fast.
2: Yes, it can.
1: That fast. It really can change. What is true for you in this second can actually change with the next question.
2: And so Mm -hmm.
1: it doesn't have to be right or wrong. What if it's just information?
2: Yes. Information. I I think you should always look at all your awarenesses as just information. Yeah. Just leading you a direction. It's a map. It's directions to a map. Really? This is what I want to yeah. live my life. Here's, here's a question. Ooh, maybe I'll take this road, see where yeah. this leads.
1: And what if that's the map to more of you? And everybody else's truth is not relevant. Mm-hmm. So what if you could be faithful, honoring to you with what is true for you, allow people to have their truths, and let it serve you however it serves you, and if it doesn't, simply be willing to let it go. Interesting yeah. point of view, who does this belong to? Truth, what do I know in this moment? What is true for me right now? Oh, my gosh, I adore you, Rioja. <laughs> I know our time is counting down. And yes. do you want to tell folks how to get a hold of you really
2: really quick? Sure, sure. Uh, my my uh, website is www.rio.com. I do have a blog and some articles here on A to Zen FM. You can go to the magazine and look me up. Um, my email is rioa at com, and my phone number is 720-336-2369. I do phone and Skype sessions as well as work with people in person. And I charge in 15-minute increments because sometimes 15 minutes is all that it takes because really I am that good. And <laughs> it that fast? <laughs> and um, that <laughs> and I, I, uh, I also love to... Travel and do foundations and level one classes. So, if you'd like to sponsor me in your area, please get a hold of me.
1: Hmm. Thank you, OHA. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. So, so for this week, folks, um, whatever week, whatever day you're listening, just take the next two or three or five days, and just. If you are desiring to have some change or have some more of your awareness, just be willing to ask the question. What if you could just be present with you and what is true for you? And I wonder if that would begin to create greater in your life, as your life, through your life. And what if what if that was the key, the unlocking all that you desire to be happening in in your world in your universe in your body wow so have a great week everybody we are adoring you and that is the truth (laughs) and beware of the bullshit don't let it stick to you and have a great week you have been listening to Living Well on A to Zen with Keisha Clark and today with Rioja Fortner we thank you thank you Rioja and thank you everybody (laughs) have a great week
0: thank you for listening in today to Living Well with your host Keisha Clark You are invited to join us every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. In the meantime, what would it take for you to be choosing more of the abundance and prosperousness of you and living well with total ease?